in this episode or you know what i was doing or if i was just kind of nervous and made excuses to leave or if i had to take a dump or whatever and so but i i, I find little, <laughs> little <laughs> it happens dude you know i i used to have a real problem with lactose intolerance it was happening all the time Welcome, you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, episode 23, part two, with guest Jason Brandt in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, so welcome back to episode 23. This is part two, where we talk about In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, In the Mouth of Madness is about an insurance investigator who's been hired by a publisher to track down They're missing author in his latest manuscript while the author's readership goes insane, rioting, morphing, and doing impossible yoga poses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's directed by John Carpenter, (laughs) written by Michael DeLuca, who who also wrote uh, The Abomination that is Lawnmower Man that we were talking about earlier. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I would want that taken down off from IMDb. Didn't he do Freddy's Dead as well? Yes, he did. Which made me wish I was dead when I watched and it. He, he, he also produced all of the Fifty Shades movies. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow, okay. Um, he's he's got a rolling whole... in a lot of loot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a bigwig yeah. now, yeah. He yeah. Does, does real shit. <laughs> the film stars Sam Neill and others, including uh, Charlton Heston. Plays a... Which is hilarious, dude. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I was yeah. like, Charlton Heston? So... I haven't seen this. I hadn't seen this since, uh, it, you know, it's been at least 15 years, I guess. It's 1995 film, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen it since probably, I think I've only seen it actually one time. And wow. Jeremiah, you just said that you realized that you had seen it, but you kind of, it was still kind of watching it for the first time sort of for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it, and that happens a lot, I think, with me, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, you know, I used to walk outside to smoke cigarettes and stuff like that, you know, back in the day, or, you know, what I was doing, or if I was just kind of nervous and made excuses to leave, or if I had to take a dump or whatever. And so, but I, I, I find little, <laughs> little <laughs> it happens, dude, you know, I, I used to have a real problem with lactose intolerance. It was happening all the time, you know, but like, um, the thing is, is that, uh, I see these movies and you got, I can just see you. So what movie you watch tonight? Okay. You're not serving milk, right? Okay. We're good. (laughs) Well, dude, it was the worst because back then I was like drinking milk all the time. Like I didn't know. I had no clue, man. I drink milk and I'd eat cheese every day. I'd have cereal in the morning and it was just, and and then I was drinking tons of caffeine, like monster energy drinks. And so dude, I was just, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it was blowing through rolls of toilet paper like every day. It's pretty bad. And so there, that might be one of the reasons why possibly um, that I, I don't really remember much about it. But when I watched it, I'm seeing these glimpses, man, little little things here, little things there that reminded me. And yet I didn't remember like I would have figured that seeing old boy from Jur- Jurassic Park would have been the giveaway. Like that, mm-hmm. seeing him, I've been like, oh, look at this guy. I OK, I know this movie, but it wasn't. And so. You know, it actually wasn't until later uh, in the film that anything even started to to hint at that. And it wasn't until the slimy doors that that was kind of like, oh, I've seen this. You know what I mean? And then the old man being handcuffed, <laughs> being kicked and stuff while he's all naked, rubbing his thing on the floor. 
you know, that, um, you know, seeing that, that sparked <laughs> memories. It's, ama it's amazing what you, you're sitting there watching a movie with a, a very famous actor. Yeah. And until you see the naked man writhing on the floor, then you're like, oh, this is in my memory bank. Yes. He was writhing. I thought that was consensual. I mean, I just thought he was into some kinky stuff, guys. <laughs> of I, course. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. he was doing. Yeah. He didn't look uh, too happy to me. Yeah. We, we, we're back to the whole, you know, Fifty Shades thing. I mean, it's, yeah. I wear it's from, you know, it was yeah. actually, <laughs> this was, this was the very first glimpse into it. He's like, you know, my original old thought of Fifty Shades was, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we should include old people and maybe not make them these really attractive young people. <laughs> but the, um, you know, I don't know, man. It was, uh, it was one of these things where as I'm watching it, I liked it. I had, a, I think it's a fun movie. I think some of it's a little bit like silly, you know, and I think there's some deep conversations to have about, you know, questions regarding, um, again, predestination, kind of like Donnie Darko, um, about fate, about predestination, about what, you know, what if it's almost like the matrix. What if you realize you are in fact in the matrix and that your life is nothing but what someone else has written about you. So that kind of conversation, those kind of thoughts can arise in, mm -hmm. in analysis of the film. Um, and so, but I thought it was, it was enjoyable enough. I mean, I was taking good notes, having a good time and, uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Chad? Um, I did enjoy it. However, um, because I, you know, I've been, I've been wanting to see this again. Uh, lately, so I'm glad Jason that you picked it. But for me, it it didn't hold up as well as I'd hoped it would, and I think it's because I went in. I think I went in with bigger expectations because of I had some. I, I was kind of getting a little bit confused with Silent Hill because for some reason the two. Um, and I don't know if it has to do with the. I think there's a scene in Silent Hill where some where, where somebody's walking upside down or backwards or something, and so. Um, in, in just being in kind of like another weird place where there's monsters and stuff like that. So I was kind of mixing the two a little bit. And I think I didn't realize that, that this movie was as, I don't know what the word is for, uh, for like comic booky kind of like, like you said, Jeremiah, it's, it's kind of silly a little bit. And one of my biggest fears is like going insane and so if I, if I read a book or watch a movie where they're, um, you know, that has a really dark tone and, the, and you're watching somebody kind of do that, it's kind of disturbing to me. And um, so I, I really, really like the idea and the whole concept of this. I just felt like uh, didn't, that part of it wasn't as dark as I thought it could be. And I think that a lot of it has to do with you know, it just being Carpenter, he's kind of, I mean, I love Carpenter. I don't like all of his movies. There's a couple that, that I know that a lot of my peers just love that I'm like, okay with like the fog or, or, um, uh, what, what's don't say big trouble in little China. I swear to God, <laughs> do not say no, big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will uh, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Prince, Prince of darkness. Uh, Prince of darkness for me has a couple cool scenes. Um, but then the rest of it is just kind of all over the place. And and I don't, I kind of don't get the appeal, but like the thing Halloween, two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, 
that to me don't kind of have that carpenter silliness to it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if you get what I'm saying, but I just, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of remakes, but then again, there are some movies that I wouldn't mind seeing. Like if, if this was remade with the same plot and everything, even if I had Sam Neill in it, um, so that he was great, but it was the tone of, it was just so much darker. And there were some things in this movie that I felt were like that, like that, the the dude that's handcuffed to the, the woman, that was, that was pretty creepy and just random. It's like a David Lynch thing. I loved that. I also really liked the exterior of that hospital. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. Un, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was unsettling. I, I don't know why, just the, just the way that it sat and there's no trees around and, um, everything. And, uh, uh, but I, I mean, I liked it. I'm glad I saw it again. I think I was just, um, cause I know the first time I saw it, I didn't, I, I paid attention, but I didn't really like, I couldn't have told you what's in the mouth of madness about. I'd have just been like, I think it's about a, a, a writer who drives people insane. I didn't really, you know, couldn't have told you about the, the insurance investigator part and that they're trying to look for him and stuff like that. It was, I didn't remember. I think a lot of people have seen this can't tell you what it's about because it's so convoluted in the way it tells the story that it's, yeah. it's actually a movie I think benefits from seeing it more. Like this is probably the sixth or seventh time I've seen it. Wow. And every time I watch it, I pick up significantly more to the story Yeah. than yeah. The first time it was, I thought it was one of Carpenter's lesser films. I didn't really Mm-hmm. love it all that much but each time i watch it now i really really like this movie now yeah having seen and just i watched it again last night and i was just i was shocked at picking up more and more stuff like uh yeah. good good sorry no, no please i was gonna say like the book covers for sutter kane who's obviously mm-hmm. a stephen king surrogate right yeah um the book covers for god now i can't even remember the names of all of them uh one was they're all they're all plays off of hp lovecraft stories i'm gonna have to look oh, yeah, at the names of them sure. but the covers show things that happen later in the movie every cover mm. is a scene from the movie that happens later okay. so when sutter kane is writing this story uh, all his books that have led up to in the mouth of madness which is the john trent story of taking mm. the book back and ending the world uh each one of those has built up to this seat to this final book and that so much so that the covers are scenes from the final book i had never noticed that until this week watching it i'm like oh shit that that, that happened there and yeah. oh that's yeah that's the tunnel that he runs down from the monsters that's that was the cover of one of the books mm-hmm. so how did he how did he even get the idea though that you could put because when i saw you yeah, know he's yes. like i know where you're he, going he's having that vision he's like you know he rubs the ink the inks under his eyes mm-hmm. right and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I think I see this. And he's cutting it out. And I'm waiting for something that's like, you know, you know, a, a, that makes sense. maybe glaringly obvious. Right. And yeah. and but then he shows him this map and he's got this. It's almost like a, a map inside of a map. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, laid out on the table. And he's like, it's a city. And I'm looking at it and it even shows the close up and kind of goes down. And I thought, how in the heck do you come up with that from that? I didn't understand. Like, where is he seeing that this is a city or, you know, you can go here? That's, Does it say it? Are there the words? Is there what you're saying right there? And that scene completely summarizes for me uh, the movie National Treasure, 
where it's like, where did you even get that? I hate that movie for that reason. How would you even, where did you even get that? I thought the same thing. And I thought maybe I didn't look at the covers. Maybe there's some kind of, because I know that I I don't think there's any uh, font in, in those. And I didn't know if there was any kind of like maybe bloodstreams or outlines. There's a line. There's a line on each cover. And what he does is he cut around the line. The problem is, this is the first time I'd seen the line too. Mm-hmm. I, every other time I'm like, I don't understand how he's cutting around this and making this shape. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Watching it this time. I don't know if that's because I have a bigger TV than the last time I watched mm-hmm. it, or it was a higher quality version, but there is a line that is traced around all the covers and he cuts that out and puts them okay. together. And okay. that's what creates the, that's it looks like it's New Hampshire or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is yeah. It's right below Maine. Yeah. I, Cause I, I, I've made that out. Now does, does it say the... on there that it's a city? Like how does he, I mean, other because I can imagine someone going, "Dude, look, this is kind of cool that you can put this together like a puzzle," but not indicating England. that it goes anything beyond that. Uh, so there was a mark on the map, uh, or on one of the covers, like where the where that city was, and that was when they looked at the maps of let's just say it's New Hampshire. I'm not sure if that's what it was, but I think it was, and there was no city there. But when they overlaid the map on that's the spot they drove to. And that's why when they were driving, they were lost for a long time because they didn't know exactly where it was. They just had a rough idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They drove around all night until they, you know, found it quote unquote. You know, I would be, I'd be nervous man about, you know, maybe, maybe interested to see a remake of this because you know that they're going to take out some scenes that kind of make the main character a little less gritty, you know, like the really glaringly obvious one where he's got his arm pressed up and he's talking about going upstairs to check out the files. <laughs> <What's> the <lighting? laughs> I'm like, did he really do that? That was <laughs> funny. Yeah. 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 He pushed his yeah. cards right into the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm like, you really, and it, it's so funny. The choice of ter- words for that, like we can go up and check out the files together. I'm like, yeah. And you know, when she finally does kiss him, it's so out of nowhere. I was like, did I miss, is she possessed? Did I miss something? Cause there was no, there, yeah. there was never any kind of like signals being sent back and forth. And then all of a sudden she just like wants to make out know. with this guy. I mean, and I'm like, you know, that's a strong you... signal, at least in the beginning, you know, and maybe she's playing hard to get. And then, you know, the cute playing with the air horn, waking her up. I mean, that's what a lot of guys do, you know, to kind of let a girl know they like yeah them. you want to get laid that's the way to do it <laughs> what's this what just happened and you're like i love you <laughs> good luck with that buddy you know yeah. but i don't know if they'd keep that in the remake man i think they'd get rid of it her character's probably one of the weak points of the movie for me yeah. she's all over the place and i get that that's supposed yeah. to be a product of the of sutter kane you know, writing her character and making things crazier, mm-hmm. but she's just so all over the place. Even her performance is like very strange at times. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely an odd part of the movie. She's pretty hot though. <laughs> there was some, there pretty was some hot things... in that flowing white outfit. I was like, you know, <laughs> I can, I can excuse some bad acting sometimes. There, there were some things that, that I thought were legitimately creepy for sure. Like, um, uh, well, his cell until you kind of find out that maybe he's this is just a for show. He 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 doesn't want to go out because he feels safe in here. Because the the guy that comes to visit him even mentions you know that that uh, he alludes to the fact that he might be doing this whole cross thing on purpose that to, yeah. to let him right. stay there. But yeah, that um, he knows all the details. So like just because he can 
he can basically describe himself or act like certain things. He may just simply know the details of a con, right? Or yeah. like the details of a crazy person and be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. he needs to know for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the in the in the the bike riding scenes, particularly the one where the the boy ages and is mm-hmm. flowing yeah, white dude. John Carpenter hair is is going around. That's pretty creepy. I think that's why when they went into like territory where, um, like the makeup went into um, because like the lighting in that and just the pacing of the you know the headlights on that thing and you're just seeing this, you can tell what it is, but it's not super detailed. You can tell it's an old man, which I guess. Just is just this boy that can't. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what he said. He, I can't get out of here. I can't. Yeah, he yeah. won't let me. Yeah, he won't let me out. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. get out. He won't let me out. Which that was a, a a creepy thing to say. And there was another creepy thing that someone said that I thought was. Um, I can't remember. It was one of the people that were like had gone insane or. The woman there. says, "I'm losing me" a couple times. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, was unsettling. I'm losing. Yeah, that's such a good line. I'm totally going to steal that at some point. I mean, yeah, you're going to edit that out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that for <laughs> right. you. Yeah, but yeah, stuff like that. So when they have like the kids with the, the the fangs and all that stuff, that just to me, and I don't, I, I sometimes I have a, a difficult time with suspension of disbelief, and so that kind of thing, um, like that dialogue, like I'm losing me, the the man on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some things like that, the, the guy on the floor, the handcuff, that mm-hmm. type of stuff was really creepy to me. And so I know they're trying to make these creepy kids, but it, for me, it just kind of did the opposite. I felt like they could have maybe done something a little bit less like in your face and, and something a little more creepy, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to completely trash the whole movie. I, I do like this movie. No, I, I actually think the, the second act when they're in the town is the creepiest stuff and the silliest stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh, the part with the church where the doors are slamming closed and open yeah. over. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Like, yeah. how did you think this was going to look good? You know? Yeah. But with then the you see inside. Hmm? Yeah. With yeah. The, there's a kid yeah, with a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then it opened, it finally turns into Sutter Kane and you're like, what the hell? And that's yeah. where my favorite line in the movie is. It's the it's the weird looking dude with the long hair who was Vigo the Carpathian in Ghostbusters too. The guy in the painting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that was him. yeah yeah. Dude. That's a, yeah. he's like a strange actor, and he's going Johnny boy, and he keeps like saying Johnny my boy, and the like his line delivery is so funny to me, and, <laughs> and he looks like he's like sixty five, but the kid is like seven, and so I don't yeah. know, that, yeah. everything with that guy is odd. <laughs> yeah. Vigo the Carpathian is an odd choice for an actor. It looks like he would have been the village boxer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. His nose looked like it had taken some damage. That's for sure. Yeah. You kind of reminded me of the, the guy. And I think I've said this before of a different character, but this guy even more, man, the, he looks like the full make up, make up doubt character who played the part of the beast in the old 1990s beauty and the beast thing, but just way less attractive. Like if, if he were to be a pirate instead of like, living you know with opera you know in a castle or whatever mm-hmm. uh if he wasn't living in a castle and instead he was a gross pirate uh with gingivitis or something you know and like scraggly hair but dude the thing is that one that one uh the the kid who was the old man dude that that old man face 
it reminded me like right as soon as I saw it, I'm like, bro, that looks like that old man from that. The, the only story in my whole life, we talked about it in the episode about hauntings, you know, mm -hmm. and like things we couldn't explain where I said I had that one story my whole life that was just too weird with the guy that came down in the truck and asking us, why are you kids up here? Kind of yeah. thing. Bro, it was like that the same terrible. guy. It dude, yeah. it, it actually weirded me out, man. I was watching it. It was just unsettling. I'm looking at it thinking that uh, looks like the dude. <laughs> that looks like the guy who was kind of uh, not, you know, not even sure he's a real person. <laughs> and so kind of messed me up a little bit, dude. He kind of reminded me of uh, Jason. Have you ever seen the movie Curtains? No. Slasher movie. It's a Curtains. slasher. It's um, I think it's like early 80s, maybe 1980, something like that. And uh there's a mask in there um, that the killer wears that it reminds me a lot of the, that old man thing in there. Creepy. But, yeah, you know, check that out. The, um, it, it, it's worth watching even just to see how many ridiculous times that the boom mic is constantly in frame. <laughs> I, I can't believe they didn't catch it. Yeah. I never, I didn't so catch funny. it. No, no, uh, no movie curtains that I just. Oh, oh, I mean, I, I was like, dude, I was like, the boom mic was in there. No, <laughs> I'm missing a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, the, I was talking about the tone and how I, I would have appreciated if it was a little bit darker, <clears throat> and it didn't help by the fact that you know I love um, John Carpenter's soundtracks. I've I've written to, um, what's that called? Lost, the thing that he released a couple years ago. And and I, I love the, all the soundtracks, but for the 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 fact that this movie is about what it is and people going insane and stuff like that, it's supposed to be really dark. The opening, like the first like yeah. thirty seconds of this, I love the music because it just reminds me of like late eighties, early nineties, and so I get this nostalgia. But for this movie, it was just like, no, this is not this is not what you should be opening up with this hilarious when, when it's the printing press. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It doesn't, it doesn't fit the tone. You're totally right. And I agree. I like this. I like the sound of the music too, but I don't think it fits right. the tone of the movie. Yeah. It's like, I, if, if I didn't know, I would, you know, if I didn't know what I was watching, someone said, let's watch a movie. I'd be like, Oh, so what Seagal movie is this? You know, Cause that's the <laughs> kind of movie that it was. Or, or uh, who's that other guy that was, um, he was in a lot of made for TV stuff and, and uh, God darn it. I'm not going to remember his name. Lewis, um, he's in so many like action movies. He's kind of a sexy dude. Uh, like, oh man, what is, he's got good hair, brown, and he's in a ton of that stuff, man. And I can't remember his name. You're not talking about, uh, Lorenzo Lamas, are you? Yes, I am talking about him. Oh my God, what a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I said Lewis. I knew it was, it was something with an L in it, man. I've wasted yeah, so much of my life. <laughs> it's like, I was like, he's kind of sexy. And Jason's like, Russell Lamas is pretty sexy. Yeah. Like, I had to look through my Rolodex of hot dudes. And then I found yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it reminded me of something like that. Like that's what I'm watching is. Yeah. Kind of eight, eight, late eighties action film. The main reason I, I keep going back to this is because of the writing, which is funny coming from a guy who hasn't written many screenplays. Uh, including Freddy's dead <laughs> and apparently lawnmower man. But I, I just really like the un. it's a different kind of structure to the movie. And I like that 
pretty much the entire story is given away in different chunks through dialogue and through the book covers and things. And when you watch it, knowing what the ending is, if you can, you can see that basically they give the whole thing away. Uh, yeah. When they're driving in, the woman Styles says something about, you know, if everyone else is insane and you're the only sane person, you know, you're going to be really lonely and you could add up at a padded cell yourself. And he says, oh, that's, that wouldn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like serious, you know, foreshadowing. And then yeah. in the bar, uh, Vigo the Carpathian says, you know, I don't know what came first, the book or us, meaning mm-hmm. like the town and all the people mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's like a huge obviously that's like the spoiler you know for for the end of the movie so that's the kind of stuff that makes me come back to this movie and appreciate it more even getting past some of this the silly choices that are made with some of the shots and stuff and but some of them are creepy like when the woman comes out of the car and she's like her head's reversed and she's that looks so cool you know it does yeah um so he and the noises, dude. The yeah, the crackling, yeah. dude. No man. <laughs> yeah, it's still totally a John Carpenter movie in that regard. It's just yeah. yep. the uh, the different kind of narrative structure is something I really dig. It's a shame that that kind of like body morphing stuff is just has been done so much that now it's like when it used to be creepy, it's it, it just isn't anymore. I think that one still counts. Like I, oh, I'm, I thought, I'm serious. I mean, like, so too. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. A, a better I example, I guess, would be like the uh, the shaky head thing that used to be cool, like in Jacob's Ladder when when it was done the first time. You know where the you can't yeah. make out their face and they're shaking or the body's shaking all over. And I've seen movies where that's that's their whole gimmick. That's they do it the in the Amity of Honic. So have fun with that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> then you do it in one shop, and I was like, oh god. Uh, I kind of liked the 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 silliness of the film because you know I I think that there's probably a number of storylines that people would go in, but I think the ultimate arc of this whole thing is that um, is fate. You know that you didn't ask to be born here. Uh, you think you know who you are, but you don't. You think you're writing the story, but you don't. And and when you realize that paradoxically, right? Because that would give away a degree of freedom that at least you're free to even know that you're not free. Um, Mm -hmm. That when, when that happens, it makes you crazy and, and that you will laugh at the whole thing and realize you're just basically a movie, right? You're just Mm -hmm. simply a a, kind of a fading dream, like an aesthetic thing. And um, you know, I think that um, the way that it treats it, like it's cyclical. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like um, uh, you, that I can't get out. Right. Even when you want to, you're trapped Mm -hmm. inside of the of the thing that just keeps repeating itself over and over. It's a cyclical view of reality, a cyclical view of life that when you think you can evade something uh, that the the writer of the story, right, the writer of the story, um, which 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 is a a wicked thing. Right. It's it's not good. (laughs) It's not good. These are bad, bad uh, demons. Right uh that in chasing you down and stuff you no matter how hard you try to get away from this thing and try to stop the the terrible nature of the cyclical reality that you're trapped in um you can't get away from it because even that is being written and so like it's to me it's a fast it's fascinating philosophically like just even just from the storyline and kind of you know the 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 view of the world and of time like that Mm -hmm. because we're linear people we you know we have past present future it's all kind of marching forward our concept of progress and of freedom is linear and so whenever i get to see a movie 
that takes the position more like, you know, the Romans or something, you know, <laughs> uh, with the secula, the idea of an 80 year kind of cycle thing. It always fascinates me. It always it's always intriguing to me and that there's absurdity in it, because if it's truly cyclical, then it's absurd. It's because the whole thing would be absurd. There's there's never you can try to do the best you can and you're back at the beginning. <laughs> so pedal your fastest little guy. You're still the old man trying to get out of the bubble. And that is to me, I think it, I think it's fascinating from where we are as people in a civilization kind of that's embraced other ideas to to play around. And it's a horror. In fact, I mean, that is scary. That would be a terrifying thing that that's just simply all it is. That's mm -hmm. what your life is and what's your what's your role in the play. Um, and did you choose it at all? And if not, I'll well, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> and that's just the end. And so I I don't know. I think it, it, it's fun to watch things like that. And so I really enjoyed that part of it, even the silliness of it. Um, I thought it was a lot. It was, it was kind of cool to watch. I like the silliness, too, just because a lot of that is just John Carpenter style. He does goofy things in some of his movies and i i love that stuff and embrace it i don't know if i would if other directors did it which makes it sound stupid on my part but i don't know he's just something with his style so even like like i said the doors closing i'm watching that i'm like why would you do this <laughs> yeah. you know but it does add to a, a bit of the charm particularly for the the period but to what you were saying that's one of my favorite shots of the movie is the end when he goes into the theater mm -hmm. and he's seeing his story play out and he starts laughing and then his laughing just turns into like a like a madness, like a mm -hmm. laughing, crying hysteria. And then it ends. Yeah. And it's such a like, what the hell is going on moment for him as he's sitting down. And I feel like the first time I watched it, I had that exact same reaction to the end of the movie. I was like, what the hell is going on? Did I not follow this correctly? So I like that. I don't know. I feel like that shot mirrors exactly his reaction to watching himself in the movie is a lot of the audience's reaction to watching this movie. I feel like it just mirrors yeah. really well. I think so too. And I think, you know, this might be weird to say, but I think that particular actor playing that role and in that scene, you know, there, there's a scene where he's, when he's in the car and he's, he's kind of got, he's got the air horn, right? The park and he's doing that, that air horn <laughs> yeah. at her to wake her up That's right? or the squeaky squeak, not the air horn, the squeak squeak. Right. And she's like, whoa, what was that kind of thing? His smile is Grinch like, like mm -hmm. you can you can see that he's 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 an attractive guy. But at the same time, that smile has kind of the Grinch to it. So in the end, he's laughing hysterically. But the 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 teeth particularly. Right. And the in the way that the wrinkles are on his face as he's laughing in his eyes, he played it brilliantly. I feel that yeah, that, that ending scene. I think he did amazing uh, with that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was one of those and it was a realization for him too. Uh, to get back into the philosophical thing. It was a realization that, you know, when he's wiping off the crosses off his face, which is kind of weird that they were put there by crayon. I'm thinking that's pretty fake. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried like white, you know, drawing a beard and stuff with a crayon. It doesn't work. Guys. But, you know, it's just a lot of irritation and stuff, a lot of redness. But he uh, so he wipes <laughs> off the crayon. And he goes in there and stuff and he's getting rid of the facade and he's realizing this is just a facade. I'm going to face, you know, face the moment of realizing what's going on in the world. And that laugh that I think you said a great man, this it was like a combination of like almost like he's sub sub submitting to what he knows now is true. And he's absolutely terrified at the reality that it is true. And he's helpless because it is true. 
And all of those emotions at the exact same time are coming out of him. And I felt that he was, he nailed it. And so did his teeth, you know, his teeth should have uh, won an award for that. <laughs> it really did a good job. His teeth did great. Um, yeah. Samuel's so, teeth are great actors. <laughs> great actors. Oh yeah. But to they your point. I, award. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think without Sam Neill as the lead actor yeah. that this movie wouldn't play as well as it does he basically yeah. carries the entire thing on his shoulders yeah i, I agree he does yeah. i've i've always liked him ever since i i think it was dead calm was the first movie i saw him in. oh i love that i think yeah me too i when i first saw that what was that like 89 90 91 when you saw it i think it might have come out in the 80s yeah i i saw it on vhs i remember that after it came out but right after it came out Loved it, man. Loved that. It's one of those movies that just went in blind. Plus, I love, uh, I like Billy Zane too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Billy Zane, one of the other movies I picked, Demon Knight. Billy Zane's the villain in that. It's yeah. Good stuff. Um, are you guys fans of Lovecraft? Because this is yeah. like a mm-hmm. wet dream for Lovecraft fans. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's maybe the best Lovecraft adaptation that's not an adaptation of anything, but it's, it's got all the earmarks of like madness. Um, yeah. Oh, sure. You know, the, you see the monsters a little bit, but mm-hmm. not really. And it just, that feels very, very Lovecraft. You know, the main character um, also feels like, uh, God, what's the guy's name? He's a detective. He's a cop in one of the books. Shit. Not the call of Cthulhu. Uh, ah, it'll come to me. His, I don't know his name, but I've only read call of Cthulhu. I've read all of the um, reanimator ones, mm-hmm. which are my favorite. I prefer those over the. There's a lot I haven't read because I've got to be in the mood. It's kind of dense. So I recommend uh, audiobooks read by Wayne June. It makes them so easy. The way he yeah. reads them, uh, it's yeah, it's so much easier than me trying to read it on the page. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult. The way he uses language is difficult, but uh, Wayne June's reading, fantastic. Um. No, so the uh, the Lovecraft stuff is is also what I love because it kind of melts. It's like melding Stephen King and Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. So those are like two of my favorite things. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah this is just that that going insane, that madness theme, and then the, even the you know the madness part was what, what's the the book the Mountains of Madness is the H.P. Lovecraft thing at the Mountains so, of Madness. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, it's clear, it was clear that you know, and even some of the, um, you know, like like you said, the creatures, and and or, or turning into creatures, yeah. and I think someone even says something about the old ones, in the in the movie. I thought, I mean, they, I actually something. I think you're right. But when they're seeing the door, yeah, like the oozing door, I think they say it. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I do know that all of the like the quotes that they're saying are actually H.P. Lovecraft quotes from different stories. Hmm. That's all interesting. The, yeah, all of the things that they're reciting. In partic- one, when the, one scene in particular, and I can't remember who was saying it. I don't know if it was Sutter, Sutter Kane himself or what. But yeah, it was like a, it was like you said, it was like a mix. It was like the influence of King as far as, you know, being that popular. And uh, Jeremiah, don't tell Jason about one, that uh, what you were 
what you were thinking when when they said that like my book is or uh, this book is more popular than bible it's been translated 18 languages Dude, it was hilarious i actually looked it up i found the actual numbers because i'm like i'm like that's the most absurd thing i've ever heard he's like you know i'm more popular uh he's like you know i uh, it's uh it's more popular than the bible i've sold over a million copies and i'm like a million okay i think, I I think he said a billion was it a billion? I even hope. So, I hope because if it was a even, million, that's like release even day. So, <laughs> according to Guinness World Records, as of nineteen, okay, so as of nineteen ninety-five, it had sold five billion copies. It's the yeah, best-selling book of all time, and on top of that, it's been translated into three thousand three hundred and twenty-four languages. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I'm like, homie, you got a little ways to go. I think, you got I think a it was little, bus, little ways. A, a facetious statement, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I kept saying the 18 languages thing. I'm like, that's for a best-selling author. Yeah. That's not that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, I've, I've, I put yeah. a book out by myself, and it's been translated in four four different languages. Damn, really? Yeah, 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if you think about back to the what I was saying about the Lovecraft, and then I'll let it go. But even the book in the Mouth of Madness is kind of like Lovecraft's fictional Necronomicon that goes across some of his books. It's kind of the same thing. Um, you know, in that it's got this arcane knowledge and drives people crazy and all this stuff. So even that is kind of a reference in itself. Did this movie win any awards? No, it was panned when it came out. It was panned. Yeah. I thought they would win an award, dude, for like, you know, best kiss of the year. I mean, that was really impressive. Um, where they, <laughs> she flung herself at him. <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face. I'm like, dude, I can't do it, man. That was the worst kiss I've ever seen. I've seen some dumb kisses. You know? <laughs> It's like, you know, that kiss, dude, is just really dumb. It is the worst, dude. And just, it's so fast. It's so rapid. There's no buildup. Like, there's no, even the connection, it still seems professional. You know, like, maybe he's kind of digging her and stuff. But she's just desperate at that point. And then she gets all, you know, up and horny on oh boy and the demon thing. And the slimy thing on the back of his head. And I'm like, you know, ditch this chick, man. But, yeah, I didn't know if it won any awards or not. Dude, so I want to do a letter grade. We're always changing like the, you know, like the way we rate things because, you know, first we were like numbers, like one through five. Then we were like thumbs up, thumbs down, um, you know, and then I think it was you who did, recently did a letter grade based on something that you read or or how, they were talking about letter grade. Let's yeah, try a letter A minus to B plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, A plus to E. Oh no! I'm saying that was my letter grade I gave to the movie we watched. Oh, oh, was, oh I, I remember. I remember the right letter now. grade. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about today? What about today? Um, yeah. You know, uh, accepting accepting that given the time frame, you know, the kind of uh, the kind of special effects that you're bound to get, um, the depth of the movie, and being able to think about certain topics that I enjoy thinking about. Like I said, with Donnie Darko, our Donnie Darko episode. We talked a lot about the idea of predestination, free will, what that means and stuff like that, cyclical time. Um, all those things considered, uh, the, the main character's teeth, um, the old man, <laughs> the old man, the foreshadow to Fifty Shades, uh, that kind of thing. The old man behind the desk uh, rubbing his thingy on the ground. Um, all of those, you know, I'd give it I would say it's a B. You know, I'd say it's it's fun. Um, if someone's looking for like the best acting in the world, this isn't the movie. 
you know, but if you accept all of that going into it and you say, was it fun to watch? Was, did it make you think about stuff? You know, were there legit criticisms? It was like a B minus, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a C or anything less than that. So that's my personal take, but yeah. You know, so right? if, if, if the movie didn't have an old man grinding on the ground, would it get a lesser grade from you? I would have turned it off. I would have just said, I'm not even watching the Deal rest of it. I've been expecting this for the whole time. I would have said, look, I'm sorry, Jason, dude. We can't even, we can't even talk about this film. I'm really rankled. Uh, Cause <laughs> Captain Wrinkle Pants wasn't rubbing his thing thing on the ground. And uh, I was looking forward to that, but no, it's like the, the Joe Bob Briggs rating for horror movies. If they don't have boobs, it's like an automatic one-star deduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about yourself, Jason? Can you muster a, 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 a better grade? Yeah, you know, based on the writing alone, uh, I'd probably give this a B plus. If it 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 had some weird moments in the second act, in particular, that you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, why? <laughs> but uh, overall, and when I first watched this, I'd have probably given it a C. But each subsequent one, I I like it more and more and more, and I say now I'd probably give it like a B plus. You know, for me, this this is one of those movies where, um. It was it was hard for me to I, I could tell that it was hard for me to form my own opinion for for whatever reason, just because some of the because I like some of it, some of it I didn't like. Uh, I thought the idea was fantastic, and um, some of the elements that were supposed to be creepy were super creepy. Some of the ones that were supposed to be creepy were not at all for me. So I I struggled with even my own opinion and i knew that once we start talking about this i would be influenced in one way or another um probably to give it a a a higher grade just by having people i mean that tends to happen sometimes people you you start to see different perspectives about different things and people point out stuff that you should appreciate that maybe you overlooked and things like that so um i I would say like a like a b probably a b b minus I, 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 I do like the movie. Um, I got a lot of bad things to say about it or, or some bad things, but I have a lot of good things to say about it too. And I don't know why the idea of a, a remake of it kind of appeals to me because I usually don't like that kind of thing. Maybe it's because I like the idea so much that I would like to see it done maybe a little bit differently. But I wouldn't mind seeing like a really dark version of it. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, something where you're like... Uh, yeah, I don't want to see that movie again, but it was good. <laughs> Makes you want to go take yeah. a, a shower like uh, The Strangers. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll do it. Or freaking Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, man. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that once and that was that was enough for me. Yeah, I'm good. Jeremiah's over there and he, he usually puts on 120 Days of Sodom before he goes to Dude. I was thinking that same thing, but I couldn't think of the exact number of days, dude. I was going to say it to you. (laughs) Oh, man. We're on a wavelength, bro. You know, we are, dude. You you got me. (laughs) So, speaking of wavelength, Jeremiah, I know that you, uh, you know, right after the movie, you got on your moped, you ran... (laughs) 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 You you raced to Illumination Cave. Yep. You put on your flip flops and you just you 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 sat cross legged and you started meditating. Yeah. On this yeah. movie, what yeah. spoke to you once you came out of Illumination Cave? Well, a lot of things spoke to me. You know, I mean, um, 
But the thing is, I guess what I really took away from this, you know, is that, you know, because I thought that the the lady in the movie, for all of her many other faults, she was banging hot. I mean, it was one of those things that that's just the way that works. But, you know, even if I was on, you know, a date with someone that hot and we went to this mystical town, you know, nobody's around what's, you know, is done there, kind of stays there. Um, you know, if she's bleeding out of the eyeballs, and she's getting all in the mood <laughs> from doing the clockwork orange thing, looking at books and everything. Um, dude, I would not want to really stick around and date her very long. You know, even if she knew how to do that awesome yoga move, <laughs> I would say, you know, and, and look, if I found out that she cheated on me after inviting her upstairs to look at the files with me and and even doing the little squeaky squeak horn thing trying to be cute and she cheats on me with a demon slimy demon figure and all that not only would i punch her in the face but if i saw her in a big crowd of zombie figures with an axe dude i'd plow through her without even a second thought dude and i'd ditch her even even if even if i saw her number one with the yoga moves and the ability to you know <laughs> deep swallow keys and stuff like that no, nope, not even not even a second thought, dude. I'm just like, you know, it's on like Donkey Kong. I'm a Duke of Hazard. Blam. <laughs> She's toast. So you suddenly no, just no redeeming her, effect. You, you suddenly just made her uh much more attractive because yeah, <laughs> the ability to swallowing swallow keys in that <laughs> impressive yoga pose. Yeah. I mean those, it, are, those, I, those like are bad said, features to have. Yeah, but, but dude, you know, you know or, or she, the files, the files, she lost me at the files. And so, you know, it's like one of those things. So just, you know, for people who watch this in the future, you know, or for people who, you know, are still in the world of dating and haven't landed the big one like I have and everything and all that, you know, just keep that stuff in mind, you know, um, that sometimes, you know, even those yoga moves, even the swallowing of the keys, it just doesn't make up for not, you know, being willing to go check out the files upstairs uh, or, of course, cheating with a demon creature from another dimension. Yeah. So <laughs> she's, in other words, she's not your type. <laughs> yeah, she's not, no, she's not my type. But that's that's my takeaway, dude. And I hope a lot of people benefit from that. I think there's a lot of people that could really that could really benefit from that in their lives. Um, what about you, Chad? I, I, something tells me that they learned that be, before they even watched the movie. So. <laughs> I think everybody will be okay. Me, <clears throat> you know, I, I think the the thing I learned most from this movie is that a single black crayon can go a heck of a long way. <laughs> you can use that sucker for days on end and never run out of wax. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just the black one. Single black Just crayon. Just single black crayon. You can cover your your whole bedroom. With all kinds of stuff with a single black crayon. Yeah. Never run out. Yeah. I, I suspect <laughs> realistically that you had to have 20 crayons at least to <laughs> do that wallpaper he came up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. So, <clears throat> yeah. Jason, plug your stuff because you're constantly yeah. talking about how much you're a writer and you write this and you write that. So, it's embarrassing. And, yeah. Go ahead and do the thing that you always do. Uh, you know, people are so sick of hearing it. I think I'll just keep it short and sweet. <laughs> AuthorJasonBrandt.com has all my stuff. It's got links to Final Guys, some of my YouTube stuff, my books. Everything's on there. Check it out. A lot of, lot of free stuff. I got free books. So if you want to try something out, 
I've got like three free books. Give one a read. If you don't like it, you know, maybe don't leave me a one star, but uh, you can move on. No harm, no foul. (laughs) (laughs) Great, man. Well, dude, thanks for hanging out. I'm I'm glad that, you know, we've chatted on Twitter and we chatted in final guys and I get, I listen to you bitch about me on the podcast and what I'm <laughs> making you do every and week. I, I am I um, sorry for that. Um, I knew it'd be bad. I think that's kind of why I was like, you know, you know what, dude, I'll hold your hand. We'll do this together. So, but dude, thanks for hanging out. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably do, uh, you know, this again in some, in, in some way talking about, you know, movies and stuff. I get, I get, I brought this up to Jack um, and Hunter that I get such a kick out of uh, the final guys because I don't have, I can't really think of uh, with the exception of maybe like my kids. I don't really have anyone where in real life where it's like um, they're just all about horror. They know all about horror. You know, they know actors and makeup artists and, and genres and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, it's like having this passion since I was like five, but not really having a lot of people to, to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so cool sharing some of the stuff with Jeremiah. So when I discovered the podcast, I was like, oh, that's my tribe. So I get a kick out of, you know, you know, even if it's just, you know, watching guys and, and trying to partake through the chat room at what you guys are, are talking about, because you're, you're talking about all of the stuff that I've been, you know, uh, obsessed over for way too many years, man, since I was a, a very young boy. So, well, thanks so much. I mean, you're the exact kind of person um, we want to find the show because I, I mean, I'm the same way until I started talking mm-hmm. to those guys. Like, I don't, I don't have anyone around me who's as into this stuff as I am. So, yeah, just Final Guys is kind of an outlet for me to talk about all this crap I watch all the time mm-hmm. and all these, you know, the books I read and all that stuff. It's kind of my whole. I, I consume a lot of this stuff. So it's, yeah. you're exactly the target audience. And I, I appreciate you coming in every week and, you know, yeah, keeping man. the live stream going and stuff. So it's, it's been cool. Uh, you know, maybe not the Amityville stuff, but everything else. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't, I won't be re- recommending anything else uh, once we get through this. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm going to make you do Hellraiser now. That's the That's payback. All... <laughs> yeah, oh, man. That's right. Jeremiah. <laughs> Where, where can they find us or if they want to email us or whatever? Everywhere, everywhere online, man. You got uh, Instagram, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, and you got YouTube. You got Gmail and all of the Acast and um, Apple Podcast. In fact, we got a lot of people who are listening. MySpace. On... <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> so almost everywhere. We got a Zanga, I think, somewhere. You know what I mean? And What's so, your AOL you know, Instant Messenger handle? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And so Tell you can about find our Angel Fire site and our GeoCities website. What was the? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can find all of that, and maybe there's ones out there we don't even know about, you know, and maybe you know fan stuff. Uh, you can find all of that at Paleo Cheese, and remember that cheese is spelled. It's one word, and cheese is spelled with a Z. That's where they can find us, Jen. All right, man. All right. Till next time. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course.